0: All right, what's going on you beautiful boys and girls welcome back to pack the brew if you guys are new here I'm Ryan you guys that's about to talk his name is gage We already did the NL West this week We are previewing the NL Central and our first team is gonna be the Pittsburgh Pirates I would say personally the NL Central is pretty open lots of divisions have their clear favorite I'd say all five teams in this division should have a legit chance pirates have the lesser chance when it comes to vegas odds but they're still very much alive here we're going to break the team down and what we believe they can do in 2024 Gage, you want to start this one off
1: Yeah, absolutely. But before I get there, I want to say that any team in the Central, in my opinion, is boom or bust. I think, honestly, that any team in this division could win the amount of games that it takes to win the division. and also could lose it by a large margin, right? So I think that there is a very, very difficult time, you know, predicting the Central, as is. I think it'll be the exact same way in the AL Central. I think any of those teams can boom and any of those teams can bust. And I think it, honestly legitimately, it is a coin flip in my head as far as the central goes. Uh, as for starting rotation, my one is Mitch Keller. Uh, he signed a five-year extension this offseason. He looks to prove it with – if that it was worth it this, this season. Uh, at two, I have Martin Perez. Uh, he's a veteran presence with a positive influence. He helps that Pirates attack, that lack of starting pitching – At three, I got Marco Gonzalez. This dude is ready to pitch. During his opening, Presser said he was looking forward to throwing about 200 innings this season, which would be huge for the Pirates to get. At my four, I have Luis Ortiz. He spent a lot of time in AAA last year, improved a lot on his slider, and a changeup to heavily rely on to get into this four spot, and even drew a whiff from O'Neal Cruz in batting practice. So, I mean, you can do with that information what you will. Uh, At five, though, I got Bailey Falter. He struggled last year after being acquired and just kind of hoping that that change from Philly to Pittsburgh would benefit him, and it just didn't. I think he's going to have to fight for his spot, and I think that there's plenty of other people that could take that five spot.
0: Yeah, the five spot's definitely really open there. I do the same five, just in a little bit of a different order. You already talked about Keller. I love what the Pirates do in that five-year extension. It was an all-star last year. Second half, though, did struggle a little bit. So you still got to be a little bit worried, especially when the Pirates who do not give out money too often, but they have been recently because you have Keller here. They gave it to Reynolds last year and mm-hmm. they gave it to keep Brian. Hayes. And I think the next man up is yep. going to be O'Neal Cruz. So you have to like yeah. what you see in Pittsburgh. If you are a pirates fan, uh, especially locking up ace
1: now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I, that's, that's one of the best moves, man. I, I loved what they did with Keller.
0: I, Absolutely. I'm going to go with Martin Perez, number two, also. All-star in 2022. But if you look at his career, he hasn't had a bad career. But 2022, Mm -hmm. huge outlier. He has not had a season even close to 2022 in his career. Can he be a solid veteran presence? Absolutely. Is he going to be an all-star again? I would not put money on that at all. Um, Number three is actually going to be Luis Ortiz right there. Very few solid games. Other times it looks like he could have been sent down. He has been so shaky. Yeah. The potential's there. He's shown it. But overall, though, yep. just has not been consistent. Marco Gonzalez is someone I for actually sure. really liked in Seattle. He has struggled the last couple of years, hasn't shown much since 2020. But he's going to eat some innings for you. And that's really all you can ask for in the back of the rotation uh, for the Pirates. And exactly. then my number five is also going to be Bailey uh, barely Falter. He has shown promise to be okay. And then we have to mention him, Paul Skeen's. I don't think he's gonna be an opening day roster. I think the Pirates still give him a little bit more time, if anything. They're gonna abuse the service time because um, they're the Pirates. They're gonna do that, so they're gonna not call him up until whenever, whenever, whatever day that is to yeah. officially abuse it. So Paul Skeens will be on this team. He will make it a huge impact on this team. But on opening day, I don't think he'll be on the roster.
1: I know, and I think it's really tough to give him that nod. You mentioned it, but just being able to abuse that, I I think that that's just going to work in the Pirates' favor big time. Ryan, what do you think about this Pirates' bullpen? I love the Pirates' bullpen. This is their
0: strong suit on this team. That closer, David Bednar, very, very locked down closer. He led the leagues in saves last year. Back-to-back all-star, too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. All-star level closer last year. Hell of a walkout, man, And with Renegade in Pittsburgh. Just love to see it. Really, really rooting for him to get an extension after this season. I think if you're the Pirates, the man behind O'Neal Cruz for an extension is David Bednar.
0: You you just wonder if they do it because the saying kind of goes, like, don't pay relievers, unless you're, like, obviously a huge market team who can usually afford it. Pirates, usually aren't paying guys i don't think they do it he has been lots of trade rumors he still is in some trade talks uh bleacher report said Mm -hmm. he could be one of the top guys traded at this deadline so we'll see what the pirates do hope they lock him down he's definitely worth the money but not sure if they're gonna do that who do you got as your number one setup guy
1: My number one setup guy is none other than a Chapman, a World Series champion last year. He knows what it takes. He loves this. I love this as a setup man to Bednar. I think it is a very underrated one-two punch, and I think that it will sneak up on a lot of teams come late innings this year for Pittsburgh.
0: I'm also going to have Chapman as my number one. Great stats last year. Just don't let him save. I'm pretty sure he blew like six saves last year in a very limited uh, sample size. So. Great setup guy, not a guy I'd want be. I'd want saving. But don't forget about Holderman because he's going to be my second setup yeah. guy. You could easily argue him as your eighth inning guy because he was great in that role last year. They got him for Daniel Vogel back a couple of years ago from the Mets, yeah. and he was huge last year, and he's been just really good since he uh, arrived in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Holderman, man. That's my setup too as well. How are you feeling about the starting lineup for Pittsburgh? It's there's some excitement here, but it's not
0: eye poppingly great. But there's some guys here that I, I'm I'm excited to watch. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, at catcher at though, it's gonna be it's gonna be a VAT. It's gonna be Yasmani Grandal, uh, late offseason sign-in. He wasn't great the last two years hoping that it's just well the white socks kind of ruined him and the change of scenery to well it's not like pittsburgh is fixing a lot of guys respectfully but hoping the change of scenery to the pnc park which is beautiful uh kind of helps grandal get back on
1: track yeah for sure uh i went opposite here i went henry davis uh former 1-1 pick looks to bounce back after a very very rough start to his career negative war barely snuck over the mendoza line <laughs> Um, and the reason that I didn't go Yasmani is because I think that when you have a former one-one pick like Henry Davis, you really want to get him innings. Uh, last year, I think he appeared in like something like sixty-six games, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that you know you really want to get him a full season, get a full season under his belt, see what he's actually capable of, see if you know calling him up late was just a mistake, and that he didn't you know necessarily have it, or if Henry Davis you know truly just isn't a big league catcher.
0: I do have Henry Davis in my lineup. I have him in right field because that's where the Pirates usually had him last year. I agree that I want to see him more at catcher. Give your guy a chance who was drafted 1-1 just a couple of years exactly. ago. Give him a chance. See what he can do there over the vet, Yasmani Grandal, who, I mean, at this point, you pretty much know who Grandal is. He, he can be right. a fun catcher, but you want to see your young number, number one prospect at a time
1: get the chance. For sure. Uh, my first baseman is Rowdy Tellez. I love it for Pitt. I think Rowdy Tellez is one of the best characters in the sport. Uh, he struggled last year, but I'm rooting for him to bounce back.
0: Yeah, Rowdy really struggled after May last year. I kind of have a platoon here. I'm going to go with Rowdy Tellez and Connor Joe. This is honestly a perfect platoon opportunity. Uh, both these guys hit the opposite uh, pitching really well.
1: Yep, for sure. My second baseman is Leo Verpigaro. Uh The Pirates say it is an open competition, but I... It, it's Pagero's to lose, man. Uh, he played seven games in AAA, so, I mean, those numbers aren't lights out by any sort of means, but I think you cut him some slack there. I think the Pirates needed him at second. I think he'll continue to do that. He'll continue to get big league reps, and I think you can, you'll can you continue to see him develop.
0: I could see Peguero, but someone I like better. Actually, I, I had Pagero originally, but I switched to Nick Gonzalez. Seventh overall in 2020, good in the minors before getting called up. This is someone that I think has a
1: higher ceiling. Uh, and can be better than Peguero. Very fair. Uh, my shortstop is O'Neill Cruz. Excited to watch him come back after missing last season. I think the Pirates gain a lot more than just you know a body on the field, a, a guy that can make plays. I think you gain that big-time clubhouse presence back, and I think that O'Neal Cruz will definitely be the reason that you see a very, very solid Pirates team this year. He just
0: adds so much to this team, and he hasn't shown a lot so far because he hasn't been healthy. I'm so happy that he's finally back for, knock on wood, a full season, doesn't get hurt again. That would really suck if he gets hurt again. But just seeing his name in the lineup has to put fear in the opposing pitchers. It just add, He adds so much more to your lineup just by being there. I love O'Neal Cruz's game. I'm hoping he can kind of give that same energy that Ellie brought to Cincinnati
1: when he first got yes. caught up, too. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, when you see, obviously we talk about this, like, big emotional presence, but this is also a, a massive human being, dude. A 6'7 shortstop at 25. This guy's going to be around for a long time. A massive presence physically and, you know, um, spiritually on the field. As for my third baseman, I'm going to say it's Cabrian Hayes, clear as day. Cabrian Hayes ended Nolan Arenado's 10-year streak for Gold Gloves last season. I think he can win, ag- win it again this year. As for that bat... He hit 275 with a 106 OPS, I, or OPS plus, excuse me. And I think with that type of bat, I love Key Brian Hayes for the Pirates.
0: I'm, I'm in love with Key Brian Hayes. I love his game. Yes. His bat, he doesn't need to have a silver slugger under his belt. If he has a Agreed. 106 OPS plus, again, or something around there, with his defense... That's all you need. And I'm not sure if this 100%, is a hot take yep. at this point, but when you look at his career numbers and what he's done in a short sample size, he could be the greatest defensive third baseman of all time.
1: We've ever defensive. seen. Yeah. Defensive. It's unbelievable. What he's able to do, and I mean, I mentioned it, when you take that away from a defender like Nolan Arenado in what I believe was his sophomore season, that's unbelievable. That's unheard of. I think that that's why you give Cabrian Hayes that nod every single time. And even though, you know, you think like, oh, I mean, that's a big thing. There's a big number to, or like big thing to say about a guy who's, again, going into his junior season in baseball. That's, I don't even think that that's unbelievable to say. I, I honestly don't. And I think Cabrian Hayes is an absolute animal. And I, I'm excited to watch him play this year. I just, it's just poetry, man. It's beautiful.
0: Just saying he took a gold glove away from Nolan Arenado is all you really need Arenado. to say about how good exactly. he was last year and how good he's been since he came up. He's just an absolute animal. Uh, let's move on to the outfield, though. Left field, Brian Reynolds, he's been a staple of the team for the last five years, signed the extension, locked him down. This is kind of the guy you've built around. He's been your, I call him, your staple
1: of the team. So, I mean, he's, he's a damn good player. Exactly. Yep, I I put down Brian Reynolds, and I put down no notes because that's exactly, I think the name Brian Reynolds is enough when you're talking about Pittsburgh. You mentioned it. Uh, being what you build around is a very, very strong thing to say about a player that you have that much confidence in him, and Brian Reynolds delivered 100 times over. Obviously, you mentioned that, that extension. Uh, my center fielder, Jack Sawinski, was my breakout player last year. He did exactly that Uh, 150 OPS plus last year was 26 homers. Looking forward to see what he can do this year. I'm excited for Jack Sawinski.
0: Uh, Lots of power. He he just has a big bat, and his bat's really on the rise. This is a younger guy who I think has kind of fallen underrated in this Pirates lineup that I think can really contribute a lot this year
1: yeah for sure uh, my right fielder is Edward Oliveres. you might be asking where's jiwon Bay and it's strictly because he's very injured can't wait to see G1 Bay healthy but until that you know until that is proven I'm gonna go with Edward Oliveres.
0: and I already mentioned my right fielder is gonna be Henry Davis um again I want to see him play at catcher but as long as you have him in the lineup every single day that's the important part with Davis
1: for sure uh my designated hitter is none under, none other than Andrew McCutcheon uh, a Pittsburgh legend so glad they brought him back. I love Andrew McCutcheon uh very happy for him
0: yeah McCutcheon Dh pretty easy one he's going off a pretty nice year a nice bounce back year from his struggles in Milwaukee uh, he's looking to break a few milestones this year and that statue will be going up soon in Pittsburgh in the next couple in the next five ten years. Do you think that they'll still give it to him while he's still playing? Uh, they'll they'll probably wait until he announces his retirement, but
1: uh, he will definitely begin a statue outside PNC. Absolutely. Uh, my MVP of this team is O'Neal Cruz. Although he was injured last year, I think that Cruz definitely makes his return to baseball known, certainly makes an impact on Pittsburgh.
0: That's definitely a fair pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that I was hyping up a little more, though, Keep Ryan Hayes. Uh, Back, keeps improving. Uh, this is a potential superstar that we are seeing rising every single year.
1: Yeah. Uh, my Cy Young is Mitch Keller. I mentioned it. You really have to have faith in a guy to sign him to a five-year extension, and the Pirates believe that 100 times over in Mitch Keller. And for that reason, I think it's hard to give the Cy Young to anybody else besides Mitch Keller.
0: I'm going to go a little different here, and he's not going to be out on the opening day roster, but Paul Skeens, just because he isn't on the opening day roster doesn't mean he can't win it. This is still far and away the best pitcher on the Pirates 40-man roster. Uh, if he, even if he gets called up in May, wherever he gets called up, I think he goes out and wins the Cy Young, and that's not because Mitch Keller isn't good. It's just because Paul Skeens, is, there's, there's a reason he was drafted 1-1 just a year ago.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's my rookie of the year, although I don't think you'll see him until later in the year. I think that as soon as he comes up, he makes his presence known. He makes an impact for Pittsburgh. He's my rookie
0: of the year, too, and not just for the Pirates. He could easily win the National Rookie of the Year. I think the only thing kind of keeping him from a guarantee one is when is he going to get
1: the call? A hundred percent. My breakout is O'Neill Cruz. You go from having zero numbers last year to potentially, you know, he could he could finish probably top 15 in NL MVP voting. Um, so I think if Cruz does that, I, easy, easy breakout player of the year. Go from nothing to something.
0: Definitely a fair pick. I'm going to go Henry Davis is going to break out here. If the number one pick falls back and just does not show improvements off, not a great uh rookie season, that could be a big setback for this Pirates franchise, is that you have the number one overall pick, and you messed it up. It doesn't mean his career is over if he doesn't do great this year, but you're really going right. to need to see some improvement from Henry Davis.
1: Yeah, uh, that's my bounce back guy. Um, I think that you you just, you're kind of just banking on that. Uh, just, I really hope I really hope that he bounces back. I guess bounce back and breakout can kind of be the same thing, but with how bad he struggled last year, I, I'm really hoping for a Henry Davis bounce back season. Yeah, I'm definitely rooting right for Henry Davis. Seems like a good guy. Uh, what's your favorite offseason move? My favorite offseason move is a role as Chapman. You bring in a vet like Chapman with his experience. I think experience I've mentioned. I've mentioned my thoughts on – experience and veteran presence on the show. I think it's massive. I think he'll be unbelievable with a guy like Bedner to help close the door.
0: I'm going to follow you on that one. real Chapman. They went from a very good pin to elite. Their top three guys, uh, terrifying to say the
1: least. Absolutely. Yeah, my underrated guy, we've hyped him up plenty on the show. Key Brian Hayes. Mentioned it, but ending a veteran like Arenado's streak takes a lot. To do that is just a testament to what Hayes has in him, one of the most underrated players in the sport. I
0: like that a lot. I think I'm going to go with someone even more underrated, may not contribute as much as stealing a gold glove away from Arenado, but I'm going to go with Holderman. 27 holds last year. He did a great job signing up Bednar in that bullpen. Absolutely. Ryan, where does this team finish in the Central? Listen, the Central is so wide open. Anyone can win this division, but the Pirates, I have them in fifth place. I I have them in in last, and just don't take it as an insult. Rotation needs a little bit of work. It's a very fun team to watch. I think they were going to win over 75 games. They're just not
1: there yet. Fair. Uh, I think this Pirates team has third place in them. Um, I think that if everybody really comes out and really you know brings out what they have, I think you're missing a guy like O'Neal, Cruz out there who's going to make a difference. We've mentioned Cabrian Hayes in his junior year. Paul Skeens is coming in. Mitch Keller on a five-year. I really think that they can do it, man. And that's going to be my NL. Uh, that's going to be my NL Central third-place team. Wow. I, I'm excited to
0: see the rest of your NL Central predictions. Uh, I'm learning this out just as you guys are. So not saying that's a bad pick at all. I, I'm just very curious to see the rest, the other four that you have. Uh, National League finish, so I'm going to have them 13th place. Nats and Rockies, only team behind. And I think there's a big difference. Nationals and Rockies are the bottom tier in the National League. The Pirates, I still think, win a good 15 games more than both of those teams, if not more.
1: Yeah, uh, I've realized that I've kind of put myself in a situation with these NL final standings. So I think I'm going to revamp a list a little bit. Check out the Twitter at um, Pack the Brew when we're all done with these previews, and I think we'll all put together, you know, NL fi- final standings list. But you no, know, we'll keep it a secret for now. It won't be that I'm uh, a little confused with you know how this all works out, but it's more that. You know, we're we're going to shift and we're going to, you know, talk about things. And I think that that helps, right? The more that you talk about them, the more that you understand them. And then that ends up working out. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to another episode of Pack the Brew. You can go find Pack the Brew on anywhere that you listen to your podcast. We just added it on Pandora, which is just awesome. Uh, you can find us anywhere that you have social media, too. Uh, go fa- follow the Instagram. Go follow the Twitter. Go follow the TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to another one. We will see you in the next episode.